Forgive us, Jesus, for we have sinned and God has punished us with these terrible couples. Coming up on the Fraudcast. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is the Fraudcast, and now... Here are your fraudcasters, Hanakawa and Katrina. Welcome to the fraudcast. You think that's going to be too religious? They're going to make fun. I, I mean, I still think there's not enough holy water to <laughs> cleanse some of the cast people, but you know. But there's plenty of hellfire. I don't think Uh-oh. we're being punished for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're being punished for their sins. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. know. Is it fucking over yet? Like, <laughs> not yet. We have two weeks maybe one week and a tell-all i don't know they keep changing it because all the spinoffs are like getting pushed back Mm -hmm. and we have other little mini spinoffs coming in and taking place and and this is what i've said when people ask me like what when is the tell-all how many more episodes do we have the answer is i don't fucking know because tlc doesn't fucking know (laughs) I don't think they do. Like, I think their schedule is quite fluid and they just mm-hmm. kind of like, we have this footage, let's do a mini series because they're doing one for Lauren and Alexi's like baby special, which oh, is are being they? aired. Yeah, it's being aired, I think, June 1st, which Aww. was like the same date that the other way was officially scheduled to start. And now that's been pushed. And to now that's June been 8th. pushed back like a couple weeks. So I don't know. I mean, it's cute. That's going to be refreshing to see. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it will be. Well, we're going to talk about all of the other stuff that's coming up. Um, We have, once again, three weeks in a row agency joining us today. Oh, good. I can take the ball gag out of my mouth. (laughs) Not only is this the third week in a row that he's on the regular show, but we uh, um, kidnapped him to be on the Patreon. Also, (laughs) just a quick note about our Patreon. We are currently doing a series on foreign marriage customs and um, some various things like that. And the most recent one, the first one that we did was um, mail order brides, Russia, Ukraine, uh, like the the tours uh, going over to find uh, wives and things like that. You can find that on our Patreon this week. I believe we're doing China. And then next week, I think we're doing Japan because each of those countries has some very unique arranged marriage customs and we're going to get into all of that plus we've had some requests for some very specific stuff about japan and china so we happen to have an expert in agency on china and we have an expert in japan on agency and hanakawa so um they don't really need me for this but you know i'm going to join in anyway so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's always to have fun to have you join in. The topics are so deep. and Yeah. And um, they've, they're going to be educating me on some stuff. I'm going to watch some documentaries and stuff, but I'm really excited about that. If you're interested in those, you can find that on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the broadcast. But over here, we talk 90 day and there's a lot of 90 day to talk. And um, now, this episode, I don't know how you guys felt. Well, I do kind of know how you guys felt about the um, episode this week. I am kind of over it. I'm really kind of like over the season, but there were some good things that popped up in this episode. And, um, 
you know, we've got some some David and Lana stuff to look at, some possible fraud there and the conspiracy theories there. We have the whole Varya twist. We're going to we have a lot to talk about there as far as what is TLC could be TLC frauding. What is TLC frauding? Um, and then the self-quarantine edition brought up a lot of issues that are um also <laughs> TLC frauding. So all of this stuff right in our wheelhouse. We're going to get to all of it. But first, we've got a social media roundup for you. Are we all happy that Dave has um, posted like the first pic of him and Lana? I think it's cute. He might be the only one who's happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So as you probably saw, like, or maybe not, he posted the pic and it instantly got, I don't know, a bazillion likes. Um, People are actually starting to follow him on Instagram now. Like most people weren't, he was like 4,000 for a little bit. And then he like shot up to 27,000. So people were like, oh God, Dave is on the show. He's he's on the show. His story is real. Well, the story wasn't real that we saw, but in the ending is real, which the ending is real. People doubt the whole thing because Mm -hmm. the first like 89% was completely bullshit. Right. Right. Um, And we've talked about that ad nauseum about how the candy store and all that was fake. So um, we won't get it. We won't rehash that if you want to hear that. We will not rehash that. Yeah, um, listen to our last some, couple episodes, but some interesting things. Uh, and I don't know if it's just maybe something with the cast this this season. Um, all his comments on his page are turned off. And I can imagine that uh, there was a onslaught of curiosity and hate, you know, mm, everyone. Yeah. And when we get down to it, the conspiracy theories are just like they are. They're <laughs> they are really special. <laughs> yeah, we're, and we're going mean, to get I'm, into those. <laughs> I'm applauding people for coming up with them, but, you know, every time he comments, I, I kind of have a feeling that he can't help himself but to comment, so he probably turns them off so he won't respond. Yeah. Because all his responses are like, <laughs> and every tabloid, every, you know, Instagram blogger is posting them. So he's basically telling his story in comments, and if you get the right string of them, you'll, you'll get the real thing. Right, right. I've actually had um, some followers uh, send me screen grabs of a lot of what he's been saying in there. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right in your assessment of he's telling the real story via the comments. And maybe, you know, TLC is not going to see it. So (laughs) maybe we're going to out him. uh, If TLC doesn't see the shenanigans happening with the other cast, like Dave is pretty freaking tame. (laughs) Right. Just saying. Um so, yeah, I mean, he probably has like 10 posts all together on his page that Lana um, being real but, saved the end of the season. <laughs> I, it, it did and it didn't. Right. Because when we get down to it, it's like, OK, Lana's real. But so what? She's a real human being. But so what? Is she, isn't the, she still? Now, the question is, is how much did TLC pay the agency to produce some, you know, Ukrainian woman to play as his love interest? Right. Right. So now it, it just it's 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 just a mess. Um, but moving on from him, Varya is uh, teasing a new YouTube channel. I think they all are teasing a new YouTube channel, except for the ones that had a YouTube channel, which was Stephanie. Um, that seems to be what the cast does at the end of the season. Right. Well, yeah. Like, it's that it's that last like, do you want to see more of me? TLC is allowing me to make YouTube videos. Mm hmm. 
I mean, Joff, Joffrey, Jeffrey, Joffrey already made one for cooking and showering. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie why, has though? had hers. Erica has one, but it's only better known for where the leak came from for the tell all. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of who else this season had one. Who else is in this season? We won't see one from Lana. Rose has one, right? Rose yes. does have one. And mm-hmm. so does Ed. And like Ed started his like way before he got on the show because he was anticipating greatness. And Rose basically smoked him in follower count. Right. Because right. well, we're going to talk about Ed, I think. But um, I are don't we? know. I mean, are we are talking we about no? him? No, we're not, we're not talking, talking about, about him later in not the show. <laughs> he was on like Access Hollywood or some, you know, they're interviewing him. Like the real media is picking him up and interviewing him. And it's like he's like everybody loves him. Like the media loves him. It's it's but the 90 day fans hate him. Well, I, th- and, I honestly think it's because like so like these producers at like Access Hollywood have a 17 year old nephew who watches PewDiePie who calls him like the man of thickness and they think he's just a meme. And so like, OK, this guy seems fine when they and they didn't watch the show. They didn't see him um, like poverty shame Rose. I'm not sure if he really did. They don't even watch it. They just see what's trending. <laughs> yeah, they see. I mean, the gangly oh, rat's the real hero of their of their season. In the shower, the yeah. The rat. Yeah, they just see that Big Ed is trending. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if he's trending for good or bad. Right. And that's who you bring in for an interview. Something I, I think you're right. This I think, season yeah. is all the cast have had interviews with actual news agencies. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call them. Like mm-hmm. e, e news. You know what I mean? Like. They're they're well known ones, not just right. like this, you know, crackly live on YouTube. It's like e on e entertainment, and I think yeah. like USA Today. They all picked one except for Dave because he couldn't talk about a fake story. Obviously, right? <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about a fake story. That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what details are they going to get on a you know? really badly written fiction novel (laughs) anyways that's that's all i have as far as social media it's it's been kind of tame don't know Um, what that means well yeah i I mean it's been tame in one on one hand but another like i know like stephanie has been posting a lot of these like um missives and diatribes about how you know this and that and how she was not in the right place and people you know what they think of her and what they don't think of her like these big long text posts on instagram um that is like there's some of them are kind of vague which is you know like oh come on what's up with that you know just say it right like well this is this is the right time that they're doing it this is when you start hearing mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't, was it around this time when, um, what was his name? Michael, Juliana Michael came out and he was doing his lives going, mm-hmm. you know, it was all stage. It was bull crap, blah, blah, blah. Right. This right. is about the time when it's winding down that I think they feel like they're able to blast a lot of information out in a very small amount of time. Things um, get crazy. Yeah. Right. And her response is probably just because like, no matter what she posts, people find something to hate about it. Yeah, I mean, she, that's, she's been very hated because of her behavior on the show and how she treated Erica. And uh, and there's still, like, this whole group of people that are like, well, she she wasn't actually bi. She wasn't into women anyway. I don't think that's the case at all. I, don't, I just think that 
she and I've said this before is that she she the the person that was talking to Erica was the online persona Stephanie and not the real Stephanie and so there was a clash when she the real Stephanie showed up in Australia and um, we've talked about that ad nauseum as well but now right. she's taking but it, it to it's no reason to constantly hate on someone but that's just what we do <laughs> right we didn't like you in the show therefore everything you do we want to burn it and throw it into a pit of flames so the cracker eater the crack she's become the 90 day crack reader unfortunately so who responds to her comments on instagram like who are her followers is it is it like hateful fans or does she have a simp army that comes in to, to white knight her or is that just on only fans she already had a following before this whole thing started so i'm assuming that that following has carried over from her youtube channel which she has i think over 300,000 subscribers so it's not like she doesn't have people that liked her before the show but now it's people who liked her before the show mixed in with people who hate her because of the show. So see, I want to see the side by side of like the haters and the simps defending her and them going to war with each other. We're going to have a whole mixture of people, you know, there's, there's you, even, you women might need there to explain who, what simp is. I, I don't well, know. We can't use those words. That's a Patreon phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, go, go to urban dictionary. That, look it up for yourself. Be, We're going to keep our PG 13 rating here. That might be borderline. Uh, what, are, what do they call it? Insulting for some? No. I yeah. think well, fun. you can look it up. on She, urban, has, a, she has a fan base. What she does has a fan base that I don't think they give a shit about what she did in the show. Right. I pay for something. I got it. I don't care about 90 day fiance. Yeah. Right. Here's me dressed up as a, here's Stephanie dressed up as a schoolgirl. Here's Stephanie dressed up as Princess Leia. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, any other social media happening? Uh, can we talk about how all of them are doing interviews? Live interviews? Maybe not all of them. With who? With what? It's mainly Usman who's talking to everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Therefore, I don't watch it because it's a waste of time for me. Right. It's background noise when I'm typing. But you know, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. I can't say there's anything happening right now. Um, um, oh, I mean, there uh, is one. There is George, one thing. Jorge. Oh, yeah. George is back. He did is an interview. Jorge? He did an interview with TMZ. Um, I wonder what they paid him. I asked him for an interview and he didn't tell me how much he cost, but he says he costs a lot and he takes I would cash charge up. too because I just got out of prison and I need money to get an apartment. Right. So um, <laughs> it better be like 5,000 and TMZ probably won that bet. And they asked, I mean, whatever, he wants to grow weed again. Like it, times have changed since he's went into jail. Right. He it's didn't know now, I wasn't really a thing when he went into jail. So he doesn't know who I am in the 90 day world. Right. He, he doesn't know the broadcast. He doesn't know any, you know. So so for all probably knows, for the better. I know, right? <laughs> to be honest. But I messaged him and I asked to interview him because, you know, that's what I do. And he he's like, um, I charge a lot. I charge a high fee and I take cash app. And, and I was like, I laughed. I was like, Oh, I know Good for I him though. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't pay for information. <laughs> I don't pay for interviews, but thanks. Good luck. And you know, with your glow up, you're going to do just fine out there. Well, that <laughs> so. helps him too, because you know how many people probably messaged him saying, can we do an exclusive with you or yeah. whatever, whatever, yeah. give it to TMC. But yeah. I guess the, the biggest thing that came out of it was that, he has a desire to go back into the marijuana growing industry, which is actually pretty good right now since quarantine, because most people have stocked up on it. 
People are using you can, it. You can a tend lot. your garden. What do people call them? Is it Victory Garden? I have no idea. the The marijuana world is so foreign to me. I never, even when I was drinking and active alcoholic, I never was a pot smoker. Like I smoked pot maybe a couple times in college, and I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like the smell. I didn't like what it did to me, and so I just I've never been into it. And even in the advent now of all of the edibles and all of these other things it's still not something that I've ever gone back to because obviously I'm an addict and I you know I can't get into that but I'm also a federal employee so I can't that that's a big thing too but I mean a lot of things have changed since he's gone in so Mm -hmm. the state of Arizona um since I am here is really strict on it they just opened up uh it to be legal I think a few years ago for medicinal use only so you have to have a medical marijuana card to buy it and they consider it a medicine. So, you know, mm-hmm. the dispensaries are pretty much pharmacies and you're a client or patient. Um, but if he moved back to California, it's open season. He just has right. to pay for a license to grow and then he can become a supplier and he can do what he loves to do, but do it legally. So my suggestion <laughs> is Colorado, what, Utah, California, mm-hmm. Washington, some, it's not, <laughs> some no, not, not Utah, not Utah by a not long Utah, shot. Not Utah, I meant Colorado. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> they can really have a drink of whiskey out there. Yes, they not, have, right? they have the Zion curtains. You can't watch them mix your drink. Oh my God! Wait, what? No, we're not going there. That's a Patreon episode where we talk oh, about geez. Utah drinking laws. But yeah, if so that's if what you was... want, send Katrina a message. <laughs> if if he wants to do it, he wants to do. He just needs to go somewhere where it's legal. But right now, he's living his best life, and he's actually um, where I used to go hiking. He posted some pictures out there, so at least he's getting outside and being active before it becomes hot as fucking hell yeah because we're already in the hundreds and you know enjoy that something else that is uh happening in social media or you know being put on social media is at 90 day fiance the official site the one with the little blue tick is actually giving us hints and announced that happily ever after will be coming out what is it june 8th yeah breaking news news flash news flash uh we we dropped via Hanakawa had dropped the names of the couples we had heard about for happily ever after, and now TLC is making their official announcements about it. And so far, we've been correct on every single one. So uh, T- uh, Hanakawa has been posting the, some of that stuff, um, and I've been reposting it. If you want to take a look, but if you want to, um, I will look up when that comes on and if you want to take it away with the couples. Yeah. So, so far the couples that have been announced, uh, is, uh, Sinjin and Tanya. We heard cries around the world about that one. Um, Larissa <laughs> I did and- when I first posted that one too, which a long <laughs> time <did>. ago, <laughs> everyone's like, why? Cause that was like <laughs> one of the first couples that I had heard. That had gotten word of have confirmation on it. And yeah. Right. Uh, Larissa and Colt, Colty. Um, except for with them, there's a bit of a twist because mm-hmm. we know they're not together. Right. So their happily ever after question mark is going to be the question mark where no. And it's going to be them dating other people. Um, other one that was confirmed was Kalani and As- Asuelo. Yes. Asuelo? Ooh, I'm bad at that name. 
Um, <laughs> and just confirmed probably about, I don't know, 15 minutes ago was uh, Andre and Libby. Yeah. Libby. So the last one that we are predicting based on the information from lovely sources is that Angela and Michael are going to be the last ones to be confirmed. What about Natalie and Michael? Did they, were they announced? Natalie, Natalie and, and Mike, Natalie, Michael, Mike of the aliens. No, though. The, no, they won't be on happily ever after. Well, what are they going to be on? I thought we heard that they were going to be on happily. They're probably still filming. Just regular 90 day then? Well, Maybe? I'm thinking about like when the leak came out that she was here would fit better in like a 90 day fiance OG kind of thing. Well, yeah. she got the K, right? Yeah, she they came over. She came over here, and then there was a lapse between when we saw her come and when we got the whole "Yay, they're married!" whatever leak. So that was enough time to do filming to do like a ninety-day OG style. Yeah, and we know that thing. they got married. So yeah, I mean, their story would fit perfectly in a ninety-day. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the last couple should be Angela and Michael. Okay. There was rumor that there was going to be uh, whoa, what was the name? Poop water pole. Yes. And there's been with him, there him and Karini, it's been um they get bumped back and forth between being on Happily Ever After and being on a uh like a app only. Like an app series. show, right? Yeah. I think depending on what kind of footage they're getting for these other couples, then um they you know, they they'll use the footage of Paul and Creaney to just like they'll fit put it where it fits. Like if it you know what I mean? Like they're like at the bottom of the pecking order and their footage of, if their footage is really good for happily and they don't need any extra content, then he'll get bumped to the to the app, right? Right. And also because recently they announced that they were having another baby. Mm-hmm. I can imagine TLC jumping on that train too. So yes. Um, Sunday, June 14th, Happily yes. Ever After. So, yeah, those are the couples that are being announced for Happily Ever After. And I think all but one has been announced. And I guess we can put in the pot for some kind of bet that it's going to be Angela and Michael. <laughs> but it's not fair if I bet on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My guess is, <laughs> as, someone, as someone pointed out, we're spot on. I'm like, I wonder why. I, I wonder, wonder why we're spot on. <laughs> It's all good fun. I do like the way that 90 Day is doing that, like making people guess and kind of hyping them up is a lot more fun than like the boom, this is the new, you know, On this note, since we're still kind of in social media stuff, I I just want to say that the people who are doing running the 90 Day Fiance uh, Instagram account, like props to you guys, because first of all, for getting on it, like... Right. (laughs) There's such a huge fan base. A lot of stuff happens on Instagram and in, um, you know, Twitter and things like that. So bravo to you guys for for getting that at 90 Day Fiance tag and whoever's running it with these, um, you know, the the clues and stuff to the couples and in in the videos to announce it there, make it really easy for us, us as bloggers to repost. And it's giving us information. So. Um, bravo to you guys. Kudos. I am enjoying your social media. <laughs> so I just want to say if they do bring Angela and Michael back, I really hope Angela makes like a really meta comment. Like, did you miss me? 
Oh my god! <laughs> right, like throws so throw some low grade shade at baby at baby ghoul visa. So many <laughs> people have like mentioned like in responses to the story was like, please bring Angela back. Oh, yeah. did you ever think that you'd be begging for Angela? And I would to just love back? it if they just like put it front and center. That'd be so incredibly meta, and it would be fantastic. Oh my god! You know, whoever thought when she said at the tell all that she was the classiest trashy the trash. Yeah, the classiest, trashiest, trashiest bitch you'll ever meet. Who knew that that was right? <laughs> Who knew we'd miss her? Oh, my God. I can't. All right. I mean, it, there's still, like, some things that you know she did, and you're like, but, you know, I think Lisa has, like, took all that, wrapped it up in a garbage bag, burnt it, tossed it down <laughs> the street, <laughs> and then went live with it. Oh. So. <laughs> So yay, uh, we have okay. more shows. I think people thought that the quarantine was going to halt shows altogether and they're just slamming them out. So they don't seem to be too worried about this quarantine is all stuff that they have lineup. in the pipeline. So But people people I don't think know or aware that they record the stuff so far ahead right. before you see it come out mm-hmm. that you know, all this stuff was probably already filmed in like, you know, last fall or something like that. So they're not of loss of Yeah, they're content. they're not hurting for footage at, at this all. point. Let's get into what <laughs> the fraud of last episode, which is actually fraud on the season, I think. So get back to season four before the 90 days, this most recent episode. Uh, Jeffrey and Varya's storyline. We haven't talked about it much, but um, Lord Jesus, please save us from this storyline. <laughs> oh my God. So this, what we're calling the Varya twist with Varya showing up in uh, Tennessee and when Mary happens to be there and this whole, oh my gosh, surprise everybody. Um, I personally think the whole thing's bullshit and we're going to dive into all of the reasons why. What we know and the speculation and some various theories we have. So... um what we know is that Jeffrey was in Russia during summer because otherwise his nipple tattoos would have been frozen off had he tried to go camping in Siberia in any other season. <laughs> um, based on the plant life that we saw when Varya was in Tennessee, she had to be in Tennessee in the summer. Or like it, early or like early spring, um, like yeah. the, like like pre-October, maybe like early or top half of September, she could have been there. Okay. But um, they do have, they do have seat, you know, seasons, just more truncated seasons in Tennessee. Okay. So, and we know based on Jeffrey's arrest records, when he had to, when those happened of when the filming had to happen. So Jeffrey had been arrested June 8th, 2019 for beating up a girlfriend who is not Mary and is not Varya. <laughs> this is somebody who has been in his life for a long time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and she, I think was the one who was around when his son had a seizure. So I think that's the son he ended up losing. Um, so it, that happened in June and then he was arraigned in January of 2020. So he had to be around, it for that arraignment, like in person. So we know that the filming had to happen between June and January. Okay. So based on the plant life at the camping, we can kind of rule out that the, he was in Russia 
September, October, November, right? And I think we can so, also rule out that he was in Russia before he got arrested. Yes, we think it's after June. That would um, only make sense because I don't see him getting any permission to go anywhere if he has a charge like that hanging over him. You mean from from the from a U.S. court, from his local, yeah. from the local authorities? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Care? I mean, it, I mean, each state has its own rules for when they'll seize your passport if they see you as a flight risk. Mm. I mean, him going to Russia to see his girlfriend that he's going to propose to seems to me a flight risk. <laughs> but that, so. is, that assumes that that the that the local police or the local prosecutor knew he was going to do that. And they and he told them. True. They might right. not have known. They're not if they don't know they should seize his passport, they might not do it. True. Right. I mean, there's a lot of details that we don't know, but this is the best guess at the order and timeline of events. Yeah. And you want to if you want to see the dates of all of this Jeffrey arrest stuff, um, Starcasm lays out a really good timeline in their reporting on it. They have a highlight in their Instagram post where you, if you click on that, it's all the Jeffrey stuff. And that lays out a lot of the timeline and this of where we're getting the dates of his arrests and things like that. OK, so. We're saying, okay, and then the other thing that we know is, okay, so on the show, Varya makes it sound like it was a couple of weeks after Jeffrey left Russia where she went to Tennessee. But Did she say weeks? Yeah, she says weeks in the show, right? On the show, Jeffrey says that it's been three weeks since he got back and now he's decided to move on with his life and and take what was what was right in front of his eyes, but he was too blind to see. Okay. So he that says so three scripted. weeks, but then... But I don't think she says a timeline in the show. She doesn't. She does not. So they leave us believing that it's around that the three-week mark or a couple mm -hmm. of weeks, right? But she, Varya says on social media somewhere, was it Reddit or was it on Instagram? In her live. Oh, it a live. She did a live, like, just recently saying that it was two months. Three, three months. months. Three months, sorry. So <sighs> if that, if we put... Varya in Tennessee in like September at the latest. So it, then, it, would make, it would make sense if he went to Russia in late June, early July, you add three to that. I mean, it, it could put puts you into a roughly, roughly September timeframe and that could potentially work. Um, if he went in May, for example, like right before he got arrested, which mm -hmm. might be possible. You're starting to push it a little bit. She'd be there in August. That kind of makes sense. Kind of what it looks like in terms of how she's dressed, what the plants look like. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. But if he was in Russia in like July in like Ju late July, August, I I, I call BS uh -huh. because the, the trees would have started turning. So you're saying that there's a pot. One of the possibilities is that she actually went to uh, Tennessee before he came to Russia. It's possible. Russian visa visas to the U.S. from Russia have a three year validity. So if she had gotten a visa a year ago, two years ago, um, she could have used it beforehand. And then they could have done like a, a swing by in May or June and then had him go in like late July or August and then just mm -hmm. kind of stitch it all together. I mean, that's possible. There's no information that I've seen that says one way or the other. But, you know, we're assuming we're assuming that she's telling the truth when she says three months. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the only thing about that is if she went there first, 
that would have to assume that TLC had their ducks in a row enough to build a storyline to where she'd be coming back to win her man back. Okay, well, this is where my this whole thing is bullshit comes into play, too, right? So I believe that the storyline between Jeffrey and Varya is kind of bullshit, more so from the Jeffrey standpoint, not necessarily for the Varya standpoint. Like, I, like she might have been a capon in this. Because you have Jeffrey beating up a girlfriend um, in June, allegedly. Okay. And the details that we know about that incident are the woman was somebody that he was involved with for a significant period of time. So if that's true which I tend to believe that more so that, you know, that court, you, there's affidavits and stuff. So you can see what those say versus what TLC shows more likely to believe those. Then he's also pursuing a serious relationship with Varya online at the same time. He's got this in-person real relationship. I can see that happening. And he was still married, yeah. right? Still married. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that tells me that he he's kind of this whole thing is well, okay, so if he went there, if he went to Russia before the June date, right? Maybe he he went to Russia, saw Varya, comes back, has the June incident for which he is arrested. And then um, with this girl that, again, he's been involved with for a significant period of time, but that also overlaps all of the Varya involvement so and then you have him deciding to be with mary like throw her into the mix we know the person the victim from the june incident is not mary and we know it's not varia so it kind of makes sense here that he would have gone to russia then come home and had this incident then they continue filming and ha- f- film this whole Varya showing up with Mary there. Jeffrey recently, or Mary recently posted pictures of her and Jeffrey together to go along with the storyline, which we know is the social media writer language in their contract. They want them to do that. <laughs> they want their social media to match what's happening on screen. Um, that tell me all of it is just, we, okay. And we know Jeffrey is, a, has a history of being a paid actor, right? He's been in a lot of shows. He's got a, you know, he's got a, a IMDB page of all of his shows. Uh, ironically, a lot of those are the like murder made me and <laughs> good shows. I love the murder shows. Oh yeah. I love them too. But he always Snapped. plays the murderer, right? <laughs> um, i don't know <laughs> didn't he play like ted bundy or the the btk or something i don't know i don't know That's but funny. so so all of that to me lands in the category of he sold this story to tlc and you know the whole varia twist and everything that that is great tv you know with her coming and agency you're gonna talk about this whole visa, could she get a visa and and all of that? Yeah, she could have three months. If, so let, let's let's take her at her word and said she say she, she came three months after he was in Russia. That's plenty of time for her to get a tourist visa, even in the summer high season. Um, she could still have gotten an appointment. And I also in Russia's Russia's um, for a European country, Russia's kind of on the high end for refusal rates. It's about 15 percent. 
in 2019, 15.19% was the 2019 number for B, B refusals, um, which is, you know, significantly higher than Western Europe, but it's not like, you know, Somalia, which is, has an 80% refusal rate. Um, or no, maybe theirs is a hundred percent. Um, but you know, like there, there are certain parts of the world you go from like, you go like 80 to a hundred percent, uh, refusal. Um, but given her profile, she's got a very good job. She's a radio personality. She owns property. I forget. Does she have a child? Does she was she she married and divorced with a kid? Um, I don't know. That might have been floating around the rumor sphere. I don't know if that's been confirmed. But Uvaria? Yeah. She was married and divorced. I do not think she has a okay, kid. She doesn't have a kid. But mm-hmm. OK, so that so that doesn't help with like family ties. But she's got her whole her family's there. But really the combination of her having a, a, a job that's seen as somewhat prestigious and the fact that she owns property, you know, kind of helps push her over the edge for, for that country in terms of having sufficient ties to say she's going to come back because her, her standard of living would take a tremendous drop if she went to be an illegal immigrant in the, um, in the U S. <laughs> yeah. So I think she, she'd overcome the presumption of immigrant intent in my mind. I can see why they issued her. So I don't. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like she could not have gotten a visa in the in the um, in what TLC is trying to develop as the canonical timeline. Canonical. Yeah, it's a big word. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly are not part of like Star Wars fandom because that's all they freaking talk about. Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, do I have to look it up on an Urban, urban Dictionary no. or no? Canon is just like like the official text of something. Yes. So like the Bible is considered a canonical, a canonical piece of Western civilization. Oh, canon. Mm. Okay. I know that. I know canon mm. from, from law. Okay. It's, it's really a hot debate that like comic book readers use, like, but is that canon? So it's yeah. all, it's all over that, that world of fandom. It's a, it's a it's <laughs> fiercely debated. That's another Patreon episode. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do you guys think that this whole Jeffrey and Mary are a real thing? Uh, or is it for TV or what, you know? See, I don't know because there was a post that came out that Mary put out. I don't follow her, but I saw it around. And Varya had posted on that picture, like, I'm too old for these fucking games. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, it was just such like, it was like in the corner of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Someone posted it. I actually think it was a page that was actually taken down after the tell-all leaked footage. <laughs> but she had commented on there that, you know, I'm too old for these games. I don't know. It feels like there's some kind of emotional reaction there. I just but feel like knows? it was, I feel like this was all ginned up for a Maury Povich moment. This is what we're getting <laughs> that's next a lot week. Of, that's a lot of effort for TLC to persuade someone to, like, come to America to film literally 20 minutes of, you know, what we're going to see. Who knows how long they filmed with them but i don't know it just seems like a lot of effort or she was already coming out here for yeah a that i mean it, it kind of felt it, like maybe she was already coming out to visit and she tlc traveled. was like hey let's do this because this is going to be mm-hmm. even though you guys aren't together like let's pretend that you want to get back together with him and we can do a whole storyline like that is totally tlc right right also, so if they dangled money in front of her i'm sure she'd feel a little more persuaded Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. So, and um, is looking to elevate her profile, too, you know? They're all looking yeah. to elevate their profiles. They all have something to gain from it, so, you know. Like, if this show hadn't been here, she would never have come if this hadn't been a show. Oh, no, of course. 
yeah, and I mean, the fact that Jeffrey is still legally married <laughs> and there wouldn't have been any way for him to get her here on a K-1 visa until he's divorced, um, you know, I don't know. It's just the whole thing screams TLC made up. So I want to clear up one other thing, and I don't know why I've had to talk about this so many times. Jeffrey can file a petition for Varia to come here and it can be approved, right? There's only mm -hmm. only certain crime. You have to be convicted of certain crimes involving children in order to be prevented from being a petitioner under the Adam Walsh Act, right? Um, IMBRA, the International Marriage Broker Regulation Act, requires disclosure of information to applicants, but it doesn't prevent you from filing a petition. I got into a really annoying tit for tat on on Reddit <laughs> with somebody who like was trying to convince me that it did and had clearly never read this, never read the text of the bill. Um, and it, it, he, he can file a petition and he can be approved. Now, he does have some kidnapping charges that were <laughs> made against him with his arrest. And if it involves a minor, then and he's convicted of it, then he may be ineligible to file a, a petition. But as of that's today, all still pending, that's it's all still, still pending. He, he it may get it may get pleaded down if he takes a plea bargain. We have no idea. But as of today, from with everything we know, he can put have a petition approved for her. But she will find out all the dirty secrets um, that he's not telling her at the time of the interview and decide whether she would want to proceed uh, based on that. Now, he can't file a K because he's still married, though. Yeah, correct. But so like, for some reason, people are still are still like having trouble with that. So I, I want to throw it out there again. Hopefully it'll stick. Yeah, I do. I get a lot of questions about how could he have gone to Russia if he's a felon? How, it, you know, it, how could he bring her over and stuff? Well, there's no there's hasn't been any talk that he's going to try to bring her over on mm -hmm. a K-1 visa to begin with. But assuming he wanted to, he can't because he's still married and but he would be eligible to regardless of the charges. And people were asking, you know, again, you got to look at that timeline too, because you had some before he went to Russia and some mm -hmm. after he went to Russia. So he's got two pending court cases. There mm -hmm. are two different ones. It's not just one incident. There's, there's two pending ones his ex-wife and one is a girlfriend yeah. and um, they're two separate. They're all pending and they had pending court dates that he, he can't, go to right now because everything's on hold because of the the rona right mm -hmm. so and the other thing about him going to russia russia can only prevent him going if they're aware of his criminal background and unless they ask about it explicitly on their visa application um how are they going to know they don't have access to all of the records they don't have they can't search police databases yeah and would a pending arrest be a reason or because he hasn't been convicted of any of these two things he he does have the history in his background mm -hmm. of having gone to prison for the drug charges and that's completely separate and apart from these pending allegations that concern domestic violence and kidnapping and and whatnot right and it assumes that it's one a visa and eligibility criteria in russia two that they ask about it three that he tells the truth about it so it's right. three assumptions you have to satisfy in order for it to even come into play. And so you have three points of failure um, that I think all fail at the same time. David and Lana conspiracy roundup. Okay, so the big question here is Lana isn't 28, is she? Or is she? 
there's no proof that she's not. Well, her face. There's no proof that she is. (laughs) Well, like, okay, so remember I mentioned before that her pictures were photoshopped by the agency, most likely? Well, they were just taken. So when you see her in real life, you see that she's not as glitzy. Like, you can tell. I can tell with my own eyes that those were really smoothed over. Her jaw was, like, changed. Her hair was filled in. Like, it doesn't take a scientist to see, but... Mm -hmm. Like I said, she's a pretty average looking girl. She's not um she's not like Brazilian supermodel so <laughs> out of his you know, so out of his league it hurts. So I, I don't know if people like she's seeing still that out of she his looks league. like a I mean, normal let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think people think that she's normal, they're the like, wait, what? You know, because what the pictures that we saw um in like the intro of her and David's story were pictures when she was like nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years does do something to you. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not 28. It's like a dig to her. I mean, you know, she looks more to most, me. Like most she, people are. Most people are like, she's well, 40. I don't. I think I mean, she doesn't look 40, but no, it, let, let's assume she's in her mid thirties. She looks good for her mid thirties. She's taking care of herself, you know, in the Ukraine. Good for her. But <laughs> 28 seems like a stretch. I, I mean, for me, if she's older, that's better, right? Because yeah. most people were saying it's gross how he's with someone so young. And if she's older, then it's not a problem. Mm hmm. Sure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I just think that 28 is a number they put on the website because it, it lures in the, you know, the type that's of man good, they want. That's a good theory, actually. <laughs> 28 is like you're still in your 20s, but you're not like 21, mm-hmm. right? So you're not we're assuming up. youth and maturity with that age, right? <laughs> that, that opens up a whole new topic of age because... That leads nicely into this next conspiracy that Lana is married and actually has a kid already. This one came right off a 90 day Reddit. So someone on 90 day Reddit claimed that she has a Facebook page that she quickly took down once she realized it was up um, and she was on the show that shows her with like a buff dude and has a young, a young boy. And that's her husband and that's her son. And that the hockey game she went to wasn't her nephew's hockey game. It was her son's hockey game, which helps make it make a lot more sense why she wouldn't um, go meet up with David uh, rather than go to the hockey game. Now, you can if you go to this Reddit thread, you can find a link to like the that like Ukrainian youth hockey league. And if you look at the video they post, which is like the most recent post um, and go to like mid, like time mark one minute, 36 seconds. You see someone who looks a lot like Lana standing by herself in the stands. Um, <laughs> oh, that That's really going deep. That is. Wow. <laughs> that, but if she's in the stands, that just says she was at the hockey game, but it doesn't link her to a kid. Well, OK, let, but, but let's let's take let's take it a step further. Why is she by <laughs> herself? Because she's got like. Two rows she's up, got two no rows friends. down. That's why she's on the site. But what but about if it's her nephew? Where, it's her nephew. It's what her about nephew. Her, her sister yeah. and her sister or brother and, and, and the spouse? Where are they? Maybe she's the only one that could go. It could it's be. Possible. It Absolutely. Could be. It's possible. Absolutely. It's possible. I love these little conspiracies. I love them. <laughs> but it could also <laughs> be that's her I'm son. I'm the person who's like, Pixar didn't happen. Well, I mean, you know, a picture of her with a guy and a kid doesn't necessarily mean that that guy is her husband, right? Like it doesn't. And, and, and the other thing is we can't go and find it now because the page has been put to private. We can't see it now. So it's it's mm-hmm. very this is very much like in the rumor, the rumor mill category. Oh, yeah. Um, um, alleged Lana's alleged husband. If you out there, 
and you want to talk to us, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we can, we use Google translate. <laughs> it would be interesting if she was married before though. Cause if she's, she's the age that I would, I would totally believe that she had a marriage and got divorced. Mm-hmm. And maybe those are just details that are not relevant to the show. Yeah. It's more fun for TLC to have this whole storyline of how many times she stood up David versus, you know, maybe those things were because she was actually married and divorced. <laughs> so she's she's really um, having an affair on a husband that 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 rolls back to the what leaving your husband and kids behind to get here to then bring them over. Oh, God, <laughs> not that. again. No. <laughs> um, but this but this also segues to the other conspiracy theory, which is mm-hmm. which is the one that most people have, which is that. The woman we saw is just a model who they are calling Lana and someone paid her money to be there to pretend to be Lana, the Lana that David's talking to. But she sold those pictures a long time ago and she's like not involved in that world at all. And she's just there. She's there basically because central casting said to be there and which would also (laughs) explain why she treated her interview with the TLC producers like she was having a conversation with the Stasi. Um, which is the East German secret police. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are not up on your cold war history, um, cause she just like, they answer her. And I, I loved it. They ask her a question and she's just like, she just sits there. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a lot of splicing too. Well, it also reminds me of, uh, of media training I've gotten, which is, d- or, uh, which is, you know, don't answer a question you don't want to answer. Answer mm-hmm. the question oh you want to answer. Yeah. Well, and we know that no matter what her answer would be, they can always go back to the studio and pretend and an, stage another interview where a different producer is asking questions mm-hmm. and they just clip hers mm-hmm. in. Like that, get her to say the, the words that they want him want her to say and clip exactly. that together. And if you listen to the audio quality, you can tell that that's happening. You right. can tell that these sentences are being what, what do they call them? Franken. Frankenstein. Um, yeah. Are they like using ADR to like to like use the footage and like have someone else's voice or have like another version of the voice on top of it? Yeah, Never the, the magic that TLC does. The Frankensteining of, of the audio is something that is very apparent to those who are trained in audio editing, um, like had a life made or I've had a lot of followers that have said made comments about about that as well. So we know um you know, we know that they do that, right? They just get you to say the words they want you to say, and they put that together and make that an answer. So it's very common, and it's not—it's nothing new with the ninety-day show at all. Um, one thing I, I'm debating is a comment that I saw because Dave does a lot of commenting, as I said, and he had mentioned that even the crew that was with him going the fifth time didn't think she was going to show up. Interesting. So then that leads me to believe that if the, the intro that we get of Lana was filmed afterwards. Hmm. Oh, the 24 hours before. Yeah. Was filmed afterwards actually, because if they didn't think she was going to show up, they wouldn't be able to film her 24 hours prior. (laughs) So (laughs) that makes sense. That makes it, a lot of sense. That's very interesting. So kind of like they didn't find her. They just interviewed her afterward is and my is my inkling. OK, that makes sense. Also, some people think she was wearing her shirt backwards during her her little intro segment like that. I forget what color it was. It could have been because if it had a brand on it, they'll make you oh. wear it inside out. 
that's why you'll usually see that's when it's a brand that they don't want to blur. Yeah. Were there any other conspiracy theories about David and Lana? Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I get a lot of people saying that the person who showed up is not the same picture, same person who was in the pictures. Um, I, I don't have, think that carries any weight because, like you said, these pictures are older of her when she was younger, and also they're completely retouched. And so I think it is the same person. Um, a lot of what I've been getting goes into the, you know, the agency hired somebody or TLC hired somebody to pretend like they're this Lana person. And Well, we're used to it because in the case of Yolanda and Williams, we know that they bought stock footage of someone else. Mm-hmm. And so what we think Williams looks like is probably not what Williams actually looked like. So I don't blame the fan base for having that. Having that theory because it's been done before, so why wouldn't it be done again? Yolanda and Williams, they just need to shut the fuck (laughs) The only thing I have about Yolanda and Williams is I posted it about their timeline. Oh, right. Why didn't you recap that for Because it just doesn't make sense now. So I had mentioned in a couple episodes... That they're completely made up all all over the place Mm -hmm. right so i mentioned a couple episodes ago how the search for when they did the reverse image search had the little um artistic logo for google Mm -hmm. that was on uh shoot and i forgot her name now but it was january 20th and you it's a holiday and google makes different images for their symbol on those days um so the symbol that you saw on the screen, the day they did the reverse image search was, was January, January 20th, 20th of this year. 2020. 2020. On the phone, when you see her texting Williams, when she's confronting him about that reverse image search and asking for a real pic of him, is in November of 2019. <laughs> so either they had to get a reshoot, which... I could totally believe, or they were inspired to do the reverse image search because we, we all did it. We did. (laughs) We all did it and blasted it out there. So they're probably like, oh crap, we should have done that. Like who didn't think to do that anyway? Whoever Yolanda's producer is, is, you know, because each person has a different producer in charge of them. So, (laughs) and so they were just all over the place with that. Another thing some people have brought up and it was part of the tell all leaks that Yolanda was really sick for like a month. In a coma and, and was whatnot. to the point where she was in a coma. I don't think that affected this because it's still backwards. Like, no matter how you do it, it's still backwards. Like, I would expect the image search to have been done in November and then, okay, she got sick and then they did the texting in, like, February, whatever. But that's it. That's the only exciting news about them is we already knew their timeline was crazy. I'm just so over them. Like, it's like... <laughs> They just completely made up everything about that situation. And I'm so over them. (laughs) Uh, Well, and then there's backlash to that story too, right? mm Because I don't want to get too deep in this. We covered it a while ago, but Gucci is still getting, is still getting backlash and messages because people think he's Williams. Unfortunately, Google does not forget and Google does not like (laughs) delete stuff because you went on a podcast and said, you're not the person. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to our knowledge, Gucci is not Williams. Right. And we did an interview with him like two months ago where he it was talked a while about, ago. Yeah. yeah. But, but there's some new people that have been watching the show. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that new people in different parts of the country 
are, you know, now reading the sarcasm articles and right. all that jazz. Yeah. So, I mean, to the to the best we can do, you can say that, you know, he's going to have that tick, unfortunately. But that's what I mean. Like, this fabricated story <laughs> doesn't affect Yolanda so much, but like, you know, <laughs> other people. Mysterious Williams. But I, I think, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing else with Yolanda, too. We have a little bit of frauding with the Stephanie and Erica stuff. Ooh, yeah. So uh, you were mentioning that Stephanie posted a lot of stuff in her stories. One thing was actually a conversation that we saw in this uh, weekend's episode where she's auto or not auto correcting. She's grammar correcting <laughs> the text message being sent. It, the person said, I feel led on like, you know, lead shoes. Mm-hmm. And she corrected it. <laughs> Which it was supposed to be like, a, 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 between Stephanie and Erica. Allegedly, it was it was showing this uh, conversation between them, kind of like a, a last ditch effort to get her to uh, come and meet her for coffee or something like that. Right. So behind that is those messages were actually shared between her and a producer so because Erica did not want a message or be a part of the show or have anything to do with Erica. It, like they broke up and she was done. Oh, Erica. So if you yeah. zoom in, if you zoom in on the conversation, it says like at the very top, it's like almost consoling, like, hey, relationships are complex between, you know, two people bring in their baggage and stuff like that. Uh, what kind of coffee do you want? She <laughs> tells them what kind of coffee she wants. And then there's like, we remember Annie from Robert and Annie. Mm hmm how like she would message him angry emojis yes. like 52 of them that's exactly what the message had it was just like angry emojis and then can you talk to me and then i'm sad about this but all this spans over the course of like 45 minutes and so if you just broke up and she's getting you coffee and all of a sudden she's sad i don't understand so but, i don't so know so it's that actually was... a conversation with a producer pretending to be a conversation with erica correct Yes. And then the other bit of fraud with that is that Erica drove three hours to the f- do the final interview. And it wasn't right. three hours to meet Stephanie. Right. She didn't just drive three hours to have that five-minute meeting, if that's what you want to call it. She was already going to be out there. So it was convenient for her, too. I mean, unfortunately, that's the thing, right? You have to do that final interview. Mm-hmm. And she probably just got the fuck out of town. And then they're like, you, you, you got to come back and finish the interview. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to make it back here some way. So and I go like three hours is a long time. But I'm like, I commute two and a half hours a day usually. But I'm not <laughs> telecommuting. So I'm like, eh, she was just driving from like Scottsdale to, you know, Chandler in my word. In my no one's like people like what? What? Yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> so that's the fraud from the show. And we've got uh, some other things in self-quarantine that we want to talk about because the characters in the self-quarantine edition this week brought up some um, very specific visa issues and uh, uh, other things that I I don't know. They're above my head, but agency is on it. So um, let's get into self-quarantine edition. That's when I sit back. Enjoy the rest of my can of White Claw. There you go. And, and, and basically listen to y'all talk. 
<laughs> there are some there's some sketchy shit in this episode. So there are three things I want to highlight. First is and probably the one that's going to take the most time is is Laura's story. Um, her story feels really off to me. The way she discussed re her um, attempt at getting repatriated by the Canadian government is not how repatriation works when the U.S. government does it. Now, again, I don't know the situation. I don't know how Canada runs runs their runs their shop, but here's how it works with the U.S. If you are an indigent American that needs to get sent home or there's an emergency and you can't get out on commercial aircraft, the U.S. government will typically charter some kind of a flight um, and you have to essentially borrow the cost of the ticket from the U.S. government in order to get on that flight and fly back. But the government doesn't give you the money. They purchase the ticket on your behalf so that you will be on the plane. Because what happens a lot, especially in like countries where the dollar goes a long way, is you'll get Americans who have questionable hobbies who just come in and, and try to shake shake the shake the embassy down for money. So if the goal is to is to repatch you home, they're making the arrangements. They're dealing with the with the with the airline. They tell you when to show up, where to show up. And then you sign a promissory note that says that you have to repay this loan uh, to the government. But on versus what they showed on um, the episode, which was that there was going to be this flight on Friday. She had to go and apply for this loan and mm -hmm. get the money and have it put in her account and then try to get a flight, try to get a seat on the flight and the flight was full. So you're saying that that's not a thing that happens, at least in the U.S. Maybe Canada does it differently. We can't Maybe, confirm. but Canada, you know, we the Canadians tend to follow what we do and we tend, you know, we we're pretty well aligned on how, how we do things. So it strikes me as extremely unusual that they would put money um, into a dollar denominated account overseas by for somebody and then make them responsible for purchasing their own ticket. And also, then have it, the ticket not be available. And then have the ticket not be available because part of what they're also doing when they get people to sign onto these loans is they're seeing how much capacity they're, you know, because they they, they charter these flights to bring home a certain number of people. So mm -hmm. it just that way. I mean, if the some, whole thing just sinks. If someone from the uh, from the Canadian embassy in Ecuador wants to wants to come and talk about how they do things, they're more than welcome to. But that is not how the United States government repatriates its citizens. Um, they will take they will take care of all the logistics for you. The other thing that's interesting is does Laura is she a, is she a green card holder or does she have dual citizenship? I don't remember because if she has dual citizenship, she just, she could have just called the U.S. embassy. And yeah, a there's a lot of question about whether she had whether she was kicked out of the U.S. whether she like kicked had out rights of the U.S. To... How the hell would that work? Well, there was, I don't. there were some conspiracies there because one one conspiracy was that she wasn't even here legally. I mean, could be. We won't know, right? But I don't understand any other situation where she wouldn't be able to come back. Yeah. So I just think that her whole, oh, no, I missed my shot. It seems a little something seems off about it, at least because from the way that I used to when I was doing these kinds of cases, that's not how it worked. Um, the government buys the ticket for you so that you are on the plane. Um, so, I mean, unless Canada trusts its citizens more than the United States does, uh, her story is is off. And there's there's something wrong with it. 
the other thing about her story, and I'm only going to address this very, very briefly before moving on, is this this guy she's talking to, Tony, mm-hmm. um, is a, a blogger in the 90-day blogger sphere, and he's very, very gay, openly about it. So this whole love muffin, they're together thing, I I don't know why. I don't know. He agreed maybe to she pers- has the power to like persuade him to try. Yeah, maybe he's bi. I don't know, but that's She's what I know turn about him back. That. Or is her purple friend named Tony? We saw Omar and Avery, and Avery was like, "Oh, you know, Omar had an interview scheduled, and then the coronavirus, and now a couple of things um, is." is how <laughs> that she's like, well, can't you do an interview somewhere else? And and Omar's like, it's a pandemic. It's everywhere. <laughs> it seems that in his case, his case was transferred to the uh, embassy in Amman, Jordan. And that's where his interview was scheduled. I think they said his interview was scheduled March 31st. And the worldwide drawdown of visa services happened a bit, right a, a bit before then. So his interview was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not going to be able to get his case transferred um, until the visas are staffed up again. And by the time the visas are staffed up again, he can just go to go to Jordan. But I think the bigger question here is, um, you know, oh, he, you know, he had an interview. That means he's, you know, close to being able to come over. And first thing I did was I texted you and I was like, what does this mean? And because travel ban, Syria is under the travel ban, which means he's not going to be able to come over. So can you explain to to our listeners, what you explained to me about this. Yeah, basically, the fa- he's he's going to have an interview to determine his eligibility. And then he's going to be told that he's unable to go to the U.S. because he because there is a rule in place that says a visa cannot be issued to him. They have to go through the interview because if he has some ineligibility, then he's not able to go to the U.S. because of the ineligibility. And then he has to be refused on those grounds. But if he's otherwise able to go, then they have to refuse him on the travel ban grounds, which then opens up a path to a waiver that exists in the executive order. So it's making sure that his case is is basically cataloged in the correct way is why he's going to have an an interview before the travel ban actually comes in and affects him. So him having an interview is uh, no surprise at all. He's going to be told he can't go. He's going to be told about the waiver procedures. And if Avery is smart, they'll hire They'll find someone competent in these matters, maybe someone who's actually steered a case through and apply for a waiver to get uh, to get him over. Just the fact that he had an interview means nothing because the travel ban portion, that's the question I get, right? Mm-hmm. Is, oh, he had an interview, but a travel ban. The travel ban doesn't come into play until after the interview. Once his, so, once his eligibility is determined, or as we would say, once his case is adjudicated, um, and they've evaluated whether he qualifies, then those rules kick in. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Hope you like indoor skiing, Avery. Because she's going to have to go live in Dubai. Right. I've actually been there. Um, Dubai? Uh, it's I, nice. I, I did not go skiing at the indoor ski place, but I saw it, and uh, Dubai's great. I like Dubai. Yeah, I actually was proud of them for having that agreement in place that if it was going to be more than six months, then they would go live in UAE. Avery was correct, though, that if she goes to UAE, she's no longer able to sponsor Omar to go over. They're going to have to find a co-sponsor in the U.S. Interesting. UAE is it's not a terrible place. But no. I mean, if it was the, the cost to pay for love and be with your I mean, Dubai isn't terrible. It's a very re- no. it's a very reasonable compromise. 
Right. And actually, um, my best friend lived in um, UAE for a number of years. I want to say five to 10, somewhere in that range. Um, she's actually probably going to come and be our expert on the Patreon about um, customs and marriage in that regard. But that aside, anyway, um, yeah, it's a great place to live. Moving along, uh, Dean in in the Philippines. It's going to blow your mind, guys. Dean is not the first person to have done the take my take my pension and go live in Southeast Asia thing. It's extremely common. Um, he was correct. The dollar does go a long way down there. And so he's actually I'll be honest with you, he, his his case is pretty smart. Like he's he's getting a lot more leverage out of his money down there than he would uh, being in Virginia, um, even Southern Virginia. And uh, he seems to be doing well. But his situation is not even remotely as unique as one as one might think. It's act. there's a reason why where he was, you could see there was a Dunkin Donuts, right? There are a lot of Americans <laughs> there. A lot of Americans hang out, hang out there, especially old pensioners. And yes, I know what you're thinking. I know where your mind is. And yes, it is like that. There, Wait, what? There's, there's some of that. Wait, what? Well, who who are these? Why why do why do some of these old men choose the Philippines as a place to go oh. with their with their pension money? That's a Patreon episode, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> when we talk about Southeast Asia stuff, and it's because they can experience the street food, right? That's what. Yes, it is. it's it's because mm-hmm. there are unique cultural experiences that are only available to them there. Yes. Right. Well, that means you should tune in to our Patreon when we talk about uh, marriage customs in those countries. That's it, you guys. There's a lot. There's a lot in that one episode. There was a lot of TLC fraud and stuff that we had to address. But I hope you enjoyed it. Shameless self-promotion. Um, you can find me at my website, askthevisaofficer.com. If you have a question about the show... You can use the contact form to send your thoughts along. They're always welcome. If you need some help with a visa-related situation, there are a number of services that you can uh, select that will provide um, cure for your ills, solace for your fears, and solutions for your troubles. Um, What if they just want to talk to you? If they just want to talk to you, they use the contact form. Okay. What if we just want to have a conversation about... I want to get to know you, dude. About, you know, Star Wars. Well, like like Jorge, I charge a lot. We're trying to convince Agency to have an Instagram, so we're trying. You're trying, we're trying you guys. You have yet wherever to succeed. You talk, wherever you talk to him, just lean in real heavy on that. Yeah, um, Hanakawa. I do have an Instagram. Yes, it's at Ninety Day Fiance Today, and that is the one stop shop to find me and talk to me. Excellent. I actually answer most of my messages too. By the way, yeah, um, <laughs> I am. Uh, at frauded by tlc on instagram um i am closing in on 100,000 followers um i think i'm about to hit like i'm at like 97,000 followers Yay. right now it's time to start announcing that giveaway yeah you late girl so i'm gonna do a giveaway some of the things that are gonna be included in it will be like a prize pack will include a tote bag full of stuff from there is no store Um, I'm working on some other goodies that I can send along. Um, can I announce the other part? Are we ready to announce that? I think so. Okay. So one of the prize packs, uh, the prizes in the prize pack is that you get to guest host on the broadcast with us. 
Yeah, we're going to bring you on. You get to guest host and you get six months free on the Patreon. So um, that is what I've got so far. Um, Maybe I'll have more. I'm working on it. Uh, I also have now a personal page that I've spun off from that. It is just frauded at just frauded. That is where I talk about all the other stuff. Um, I've got some good stuff coming up happening over there. I actually have a giveaway happening currently that ends tonight at midnight um, for an at home waxing kit. You can go check that out. I also will have some makeup lessons coming along. A professional makeup artist is going to be live with me teaching me stuff about how to take my makeup to the next level. First lesson is going to be this week. It's going to be Wednesday at 8 Eastern. And it's going to cover like the basics, the very basics of, of makeup. And then I think Thursday will be false lashes, how to apply false lashes. So that's the kind of stuff that happens over there on just frauded. So you join me over there if you want to hear and be in and involved in any of those things that are happening over there. If you're already a member of our Patreon, we thank you very much. I believe we have a couple new people, but I don't have the list in front of me, so I apologize, you guys. I'm going to have to get you next time. Uh, you can find us at uh, it's patreon.com slash thefraudcast. And as I talked about at the top of the show, we are doing a series right now on uh, foreign marriage and dating customs and we're going to be doing i think china this week japan will be coming up we'll be doing the middle east marriage stuff um and we got a lot of stuff coming up over there so um that's what we got for you that's the show thank you for being part of it we appreciate every single one of you we are the broadcast and we're dumpster diving so you don't have to this broadcast has been produced and edited by yours truly art by sarah Dotty. Music written, produced, and performed by Umami. Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house and they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.